stand by while NCLA cuts through the noise to signal abuse of administrative power. This is Administrative Static with Mark Chenoweth and John Vecchione. Welcome to Administrative Statics, special year-end show where we will recap this year's winner of the King George III Prize. We've got in store for you some of the segments this year talking about the various contestants, and of course, stay tuned for the winner of the Worst Bureaucrat Award, the King George III Prize. We have a we have a bracket of 32 ready to go, and with us here to talk about it is the Director of Engagement here at the New Civil Liberties Alliance. Clegg Ivy, who put this bracket together. Clegg, welcome to Administrative Static. Oh, Mark, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Well, you know what's not a pleasure, Clegg, is the uh, uh, the the sort of series of disasters that have led to people appearing uh, on the bracket this year. Uh, the amount of regulatory overreach and nightmarish uh, bureaucratic uh, aggression. Uh, represented on this bracket uh, might be unprecedented, but but where where would you start? Who are the one seeds in this bracket? Maybe we should start there. Well, well, Mark, you're right. These are runaway regulators running roughshod over our civil liberties and uh, unelected, unaccountable, and untouchable until now, Mark. Uh, and that's why we have them uh, set up. So uh, I, I think rather than talk about the number one seeds, I think you have to look at the the wave. Last year, it was a lot of mandate shenanigans. This year, we've got censors. We've got people that are trying to shut us up and trying to deplatform us and censor us. We're talking about Vivek Murthy, uh, the Surgeon General, uh, Rob Flaherty, the White House's Director of Digital Strategy. And he's, uh, he's the guy who was shutting down a lot of that Twitter and Facebook speech. Is that oh, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. The White House was sending uh, directives to the social media companies like Twitter saying, look, you need to shut these people up. You need to deplatform these people. Uh, these people can't say these things because uh, we don't like the impact. Even throttle them. You need to throttle them. The, 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 the digital strategy was to shut other people up. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> right. it was. And right. That's some communication strategy. <laughs> They had, uh, and there are other people on the in our bracket this year. Elvis Chan, an FBI uh, agent out of the San Francisco field office, who was had a direct line to Twitter and other social media companies, telling them exactly what they could and could not post. And some of the some of the censorship here might well have had uh, serious impacts on the elections, on uh, on on the ability of people to 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 make public policy about uh, about our health, engage in reg- engage in rational debates about vaccine mandates and a- other absolutely. policies. Absolutely. So, and you know, there were some other censors. I mean, Gavin Newsom tried to get in on it. Uh, he and the state of California tried to uh, uh, shut doctors up if they give advice about uh, COVID that uh, happens to be something that uh, Dr. Fauci uh, wouldn't agree with. Did, did Governor Newsom go to medical school? Uh, no, but he did stay in a Holiday Inn Express last night. Ah, okay. All right. Well, I guess that qualifies him to be giving people health advice just about as much as it qualifies him to be giving people public policy advice about how to run their lives, as he does all the time as governor of California. He does. And it's always it's always restrictions for thee, but never for me. We all remember ah, the, the French laundry, fateful French laundry, you know, almost as bad as the censors, which, which is a restaurant, not a place where you get your uh, 
ruffled collars taken care of. Saying nothing, yeah, <laughs> absolutely nothing bad to say about French Laundry. Uh, a, a perfectly nice place to eat if you can afford it. And uh, I guess the state of California can afford to send their governor there. Well, we weren't the ones telling people they couldn't go out to eat. That's correct. Uh, but almost as bad as the censors. But, 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 before we, but before we move from the censors, I just want to point out to John, maybe the White House is onto something here. Imagine what our podcast audience would be if we could just shut up all the other podcasts. <laughs> we might have thousands of listeners, John. That's exactly right. We would, they'd all be over here. We, 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 we would have to do, uh, I think the top ones are like um, for uh, makeup and things like that. Appearance, oh, okay. podcasts. Okay. Well, and we could get all their people <laughs> coming in here. Oh, administrative <laughs> law. Wait a minute. I want to know how I do my eyebrows. Anyway. Well, actually, some of the most <laughs> some of the most popular podcasts are those are those murder mystery podcasts. Yes, and murder go. mystery. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. and I think we have several you know criminal mysteries to unravel mm. here. Uh, and in addition to the censors, Mark, I think this year we have got some uh, some folks in this bracket that are part of a a really unsettling surveillance state uh, that is unfolding. Uh, people like uh, this is incredible, Margaret Cook with the Massachusetts Department of Health. Yeah, uh, pro- probably a name that most Americans have never heard. Until today, I'm sure that she is a complete unknown. But, but there are at least a million people that should care about her. And there are a million people who had their phones. They had a secret uh, tracking app that the state of Massachusetts just uh, had worked with Google and had it installed on people's Android phones to help track them uh, during COVID. Turning on their Bluetooth, using their Bluetooth against them. Absolutely. And without their knowledge, without, without their knowledge or awareness. Uh, without and- knowledge, without consent, without a warrant. Without, and, without suspicion. And, and I want to point out, 49 states had access to this app and made it voluntary, except Margaret Cook's Massachusetts, which made it secret and mandatory. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it was bad enough when U2 did to us, did this to us. And uh, all that, that U2 song showed up on our uh, on our phones uh, 10 years ago. Oh, well, uh, I'd forgotten I about that. <laughs> I don't know about it. But so when, I, will, I do I remember will, that. I but when the government is doing that, just and you know if they you know if they get away with it once, we don't call them out on this. This stuff is going to keep happening. Maybe that's why it didn't happen on Apple iPhones. Maybe they learned their lesson from the YouTube. <laughs> ten years ago, I still had a BlackBerry, so I couldn't get it. <laughs> what do you mean, ten years ago? I still have a BlackBerry, John. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, Margaret Cook isn't isn't alone. We have Janet Coit, uh, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration Fisheries uh, Department. You know, those folks are basically tracking uh, our fishermen and charter boat captains 24-7, forcing them to wear, John, you, I well, think they you described were it, until, you described it yeah, as our, until our John. client always calls it an ankle bracelet without a conviction. Yeah. yeah, and we stopped that. We stopped that. John stopped that. John went to court single-handedly, almost, and uh, argued it in the Fifth Circuit and, and won quite a good point. But that doesn't mean that these bureaucrats should be spared from derision. Absolutely not. Just because we managed to stop some of these things, like we managed to get a, a success against the ATF uh, in the bump stock case, but that's not going to stop me from nominating Stephen Dettelbach, the director uh, of the Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, because uh, because they tried to change the law without going to Congress. Uh, so yeah, so Mark, there are so many people that we could talk about. How about here's one for you? How about Richard Trumka? Ah, uh, Mr. Gas Doves. He's at my old uh, my old shop, the Consumer Product Safety Commission. That's right. That's right. This man uh, wants to tell you uh, you can't have a gas stove. Uh, he's he's going to tell you exactly how long the cords are allowed to be on your blinds. He's going to tell you what size magnets you're allowed to to own. Uh, these people want to control every access of our uh, every, every every part of our lives, um, and they want to tell us exactly what we can and can't do. It's it's just gotten out of control, Mark. And it's all it's all safety. It's always for your own good. 
Well, Always. and the children, John. Oh, Don't forget true. about the children. I, I cannot, that's true. Yeah. In fact, the, one of my favorite things that happened at the Consumer Product Safety Commission when I was there is that they adopted a new, uh, not logo, but you know, a shield, one of those uh, devices that the that every agency has. But their new one had an American eagle with a little baby eagle under its wing. <laughs> like just to just to put a fine point on that for the children sort of message. Let's drive home that nanny state imagery. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so Richard Trumka is one of our top candidates. Uh, another Richard, Richard Cordray, another name that I don't know if mm. enough people know who this man is. Uh, the he's failed gubernatorial candidate of Ohio. Yeah, but he's he's had such an impact over the last 10 years. His fingerprints are on everything. Oh, yeah. He's been the bureaucrat in chief. He was the head of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. He was the one who President Obama illegally recess appointed to be the head of uh, the CFPB. And then uh, the that very same. Yes. In that case, well, a case about that issue went all the way up to the Supreme Court, Noel Canning v. NLRB. But uh, but yeah, he, he got the CFPB off to a terrible start. What's he doing now, Clegg? Well, he's running uh, the federal student aid uh, department underneath the Department of Ed. Now, can you think of any reason we will be talking about hmm. the federal student aid uh, folks? He wouldn't have anything to do with unlawful student loan cancellations, would he? He would have everything to do with uh, that. Uh, and, and of course, NCLA, NCLA has, has, has gone after these folks for, uh, for unlawfully just... Uh, massive change to the law uh you know and, and the biden administration deserves to be called out for this we're suing of course representing uh representing cato uh they're our client um and uh and, and we recently uh, we recently had a luncheon law all about this exact topic uh and i think uh, i wish richard cordray's name had come up uh more i wish more people knew who this man was and because and, uh, it's easy enough to say oh this president or that president but these bureaucrats they're the ones that are driving all of this. Stuff. Well, Richard Cordray keeps turning up like a bad penny. I mean, this, <laughs> this guy is at the root of so much bureaucratic malfeasance and misfeasance. It's unbelievable. And that's why I cast my vote for Richard Cordray uh, in this uh, bracket when we had a, a sort of proto bracket uh, at uh, at CPAC, uh, uh, what, two weeks ago. A kind of straw poll. That's right. We, yes. we did a dry run and uh, Richard Cordray did did quite well. well. Well, particularly since he goes, he, he he's a, a utility player. He's not just in one spot. You can put right. him anywhere, and he's got a, a, a tremendous war for the administrative state, you know? Yes. <laughs> he is the Whit Merrifield of, uh, of, of bureaucratic malfeasance for Kansas City Royals and, I guess, now Toronto Blue Jays fans out there. Yeah, no, there's there's a through line to this guy's story, and that story is uh, if there's an agency where there's overreach, uh, lift up the hood and you will find him there. Well, and he doesn't even need direction from the president. Some of these people could have a defense say, hey, the president said they wanted me to do this, but there's no direction. He just does it. Well, he got used to that at the CFPB where the president had no control, <laughs> no control. Of, you know, over, you know, over him during his tenure there. It wasn't until after he left that uh, the Supreme Court decided the president point. could That's control the CFPB. So. Well, you know, now that you mentioned out of control, uh, I feel like there's a there's a, a matchup that uh, that I want to highlight. It's a lot of fun. We're talking about Pete Buttigieg. Secretary of the Department of Transportation against Lena Khan, uh, the chair of the uh, the uh, FTC. Khan. <laughs> uh, listeners, I want you all imagine uh, James T. Kirk, uh, fist in the air, uh, screaming out. That's right. So uh, I, it's a it's a shame to me that both of these people uh, cannot uh, cannot advance. Not everyone can win, but everyone can play, Clegg. Yes, and we'll come back right after this to uh, to tell people how they can vote uh, in this bracket and maybe give them some more uh, juicy matchups uh, uh, to consider. Do you do you have anything 
uh, else to share in the next segment? Should people stay tuned, Clegg? People should stay tuned because there's so many more shenanigans. <laughs> 